The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus spoke this parable to his disciples. A man going on a journey called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also, who had the two talents, came forward, saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also, who had received the one talent, came forward, saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you did not winnow. So I was afraid, and I went and I hid your talent in the ground. Here, you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sowed, and gather where I have not winnowed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. There men will weep and gnash their teeth. The Gospel of the Lord. So we've looked at this parable uh, on several occasions, and we've looked at it from the interpretations of the Church Fathers. I was reading a different commentary uh, yesterday which kind of sparked a few other interesting points uh, within this parable. And it is to do specifically with the knowledge that the Lord has or the Master has over his servants and the varying degree of knowledge that the servants have of the Master, of the Lord. And so as the church fathers always interpret this scene, this man who goes on a journey and comes back again is Christ. And it is the time that exists in between his ascension into heaven and his coming at the Perugia or at the coming in his glory, his coming for judgment. And in this time, there is allocated to us particular work that we are called to do. 
the works of Christ. We are called as Christ has ascended to the Father in heaven. We are called to become Christ on earth, to become living Christ, more specifically, as St. Paul says, to allow Christ to live in us. And so that when people encounter us, they encounter Christ. That is the successful mission of a Christian. That for anyone to meet us is to meet Christ, to meet him in his truth, to meet him in his love, to meet him in his compassion, to meet him in his care. The Lord also does not ask us to do these things without giving us sufficient gifts and graces and himself in order to accomplish this great mystery, this mystery of becoming Christ for others. He calls to himself his servants and he gives to each according to their ability. As the commentator pointed out, this shows a deep knowledge of each of his servants. He gives to each according to their capacity and ability, according to the potential that they have. He knows each of them. And in that knowledge of each of them, he gives to them what each is able to accomplish, not on their own, but to accomplish with his gifts or to allow his gifts to accomplish these things themselves. We can see that the five talents make five more. The two talents make two more. The one talent, however, which is done, which nothing is done with it, it makes no other talent. And so these are spiritual gifts and graces that are given to us from God. Spiritual gifts are different from earthly and temporal gifts. Temporal gifts, in order for them to be shared, they must be divided. Spiritual gifts, when they are shared, they are multiplied. I don't lose what I give with spiritual gifts. I end up keeping it and it is multiplied. What I possess is then given to another and where there was only one, there is now two. And so the Lord knows this with each of his disciples, which is with each of us. And we can see the response we should have, which is to have confidence in the knowledge that God has of us and to have trust in the fact that whatever mission he gives to us, we are able for it with his grace and with his power. We should not shrink back in fear, but go forward confident that whatever the Lord permits for us to happen in our life, he has equipped us for with his grace. And so these first two, they are confident in that. They immediately go and begin trading with these talents that they have received from the Lord. They are confident in his word. They also trust in the knowledge that he has of them and that he has not given them too much, but just enough. However, the other disciple, the one who received the one, he has no confidence in the master. And you can see that in terms of his interior thinking that begins to happen. Before he buries the talent in, his ground, in the ground, he somewhat buries himself in his own mind and in his own thoughts. He regresses. He pulls himself out of reality and he begins to live in an illusion within his own mind that his own mind has created. He speaks of the master according to no evidence but his own thoughts. The master has been generous with him, but he sees him as hard and difficult 
almost as a thief, someone who takes what is not his own. And he projects all of these interior things onto God. And so what he does is he does not act according to what the Lord entrusts to him. He acts according to his own thinking, wicked as it is. His perception of God is a pure projection of his own interior lack of confidence, lack of trust, lack of truth. Because he does not live in the truth, he does not act according to the truth. He buries the one talent in the ground. He wastes what was given him. What had the power to produce more, he simply buries it in the earth. As the church fathers say, it means just to bury himself, or in a certain sense, in the ground as well. He loses his own self because he has lost it first in his mind. He doesn't trust in the knowledge that the Lord has of him and in the gifts that have been given to him. And he buries all of them because of an irrational fear and not, a fear not based on truth. And so for us, we can see from the first letter today, the, from the first reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, that this is the principle that St. Paul is speaking about. None of us were wise according to earthly standards. Not many of us are powerful or of noble birth when we are called. But that is not the source. That is not what allows us to then go and accomplish what God sends us to do. As St. Paul says, he is the source of your life in Christ, whom God has made our wisdom, our righteousness, our sanctification, and our redemption. Christ is the one who does these things in us. His wisdom and truth must fill our minds so that we do not regress into our own error and our own wrong ways of thinking, but that we think according to the mind of God. And we do that by the reception of the scriptures in their truth. We also do not sanctify ourselves. It is he who sanctifies us by his gifts, by his graces, by the sacraments of the church. He gives us everything that is necessary in order to accomplish that sanctification and righteousness in us. And he is also our redemption and our glory. If we are faithful with these gifts that he has given us, at their pinnacle, the gift of himself in the blessed sacrament, then when he comes to find us and we have been faithful with these gifts, he will bestow on us the glory that they bring because of faithful use and interaction with them. Most importantly, faithful interaction with him, Jesus in the blessed sacrament. Let him who boasts, boast in Christ. Christ is here with us. He is the one who is at work if we allow him, if we have confident trust in him and in his love. Amen.